I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Covino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Covino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. (laughs) Yeah, buddies. Yeah, buddies is right. I'm excited. For midweek major or just the midweek? I'm excited for everything we're bringing today. CNR on FSR, as the kids say, let's effing go. We're getting hyped. Let's go. Always hyped with DJ Ramos in the house. Danny G super producing. Yeah, yeah. Dan Byers on your update. Spot on the videos. I think he's on his dating app, though, right now, but he's always on the videos, too. (laughs) At Covino Enrich. He gets so mad. I'm joking, and he's mad about it. At Covino Enrich. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. He just (laughs) looked at me and like like he wanted to punch me in the face. Anyway, I'm Steve Covino. That is Rich, and we be rocking out on this hump day. Let's go. Broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping. Free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Tire Rack and brought to you by Progressive Insurance, making bundling easy and affordable. Get that multi-policy discount. Combine it all. Motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, all the things you don't have, Kavita. Uh, and more. You can do your homeowners and your car insurance. I do that. Progressive.com, bundle and save. Um Oh, I don't even know where to start. Have today. yet. I mean, have yet is where we're going to start. Y- oh, you're yeah. Gonna get an really RV? You're going to get a, on, you're gonna get a. Yeah, I'm begging on that next FSR contract, bro. So, anyway, I hope everyone had a great Tuesday night. Uh, a Luis Arias sort of Tuesday night. He had some big hits in the All Star game. The guy's a hit machine, batting 383. And an Elias Diaz sort of night came through big. It was all about him last night. He was the MVP for the NL. Props to them for finally winning one. You know what it makes you realize? It makes you realize how difficult it is to bat 400. It will never be done. I, it, a guy has like a glimmer of a half where he's like, oh, he couldn't have done anything better. And he batted 388. 
And you know he'll probably end the season batting 350, win the batting title, but to bat 400 is, I think, impossible. They asked him game. last night if they thought he had a chance, and you know he humbly said that uh, yeah, he's doing his best, but I think everybody knows, like, yeah, probably not, unless you really turn it on. I mean, he's in a good position, but most likely we've seen a lot of people with big numbers. We know how hard it is to keep that up in baseball. Dude, we, so We've talked about it. When we were kids in the 80s or 90s, every team had like one or two guys that hovered around 300. Now when you look at the league leaders, which I said I do every year around All-Star break, just to see, all right, where are guys at? Who's struggling? Who's going to step it up? Like, where are the stars at 80, 90 games into the season? And again, even with the no shift and all the stuff going on, there's like 10 guys batting 300 or higher. Yeah, It's you just thought, not a thing. You thought the numbers would be a lot higher, but again, it's still about swinging for the fences and or striking out. But the NL broke a nine-game winning streak. The AL had won nine years in a row. They won three to two last night. And usually I get pretty fired up for the All-Star game. It's always a fun watch. Maybe because it was a lack of Yankee power and I'm a Yankees fan. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the You're dull uniforms. Homer. You're such a homer. If it was the days of the 90s oh. and Posada, Jeter, Bernie, they were all there. You would be watching there every It was like a, a flare missing. And it could have been the uniforms. Danny Thank you. It's the me. first thing I noticed when I turned it on. Boring, right? Yeah. It looks boring like, uh, what was it, in the WBC we were making fun of one of the teams? Forget what which oh, country so, it was. Wasn't it England with the terrible uniforms? <laughs> so. Engl- yeah, England looked like they printed them out at like the Kinkos. Remember the letters were falling off? I <laughs> think it was England. I Great Britain is what it's it Great, yeah, Britain, Britain, yeah. Great Britain um, had terrible uniforms, yeah. and and I right. felt that vibe. It just looked boring. But the AL looked good. That it was the NL who had that like navy jersey and the navy baseball. Correct. Theirs is the one that looked broke. Yeah. It didn't get yeah. exciting until the end of the game. Again, Elias Diaz came in to pinch hit. That was the feel good story of the night, and he hit a two run go ahead home run off of Felix Bautista. And again, the NL wins. Now, it's a cool story because he's thirty two years old, and he's played the majority of his career in Pittsburgh and Colorado. Now, Rich, before we talk about Lincoln Riley and Midweek Major, your big stories in the world of sports and pop culture, Aaron Uh, Aaron Rodgers, come on, dude. Of course, A-Rod and Jeter in the news. We have lots to get to. It was brought up that yesterday may have been the biggest night in Elias Diaz's life, especially career-wise, because the dude barely made the bigs. Again, he's 32, but he barely made the all-star team. First All-Star game, barely got in that bat, pinch hit, came through big, seized the moment, won the game, won the MVP, became the first Colorado catcher to make the All-Star team, and then, again, win the MVP. So when they're speculating on this moment for him, you know, it brought him to tears, talking about his mom and everything. It meant a lot. The story was biggest moment in his life, and it makes you wonder – just as a man, forget about sports. What is the biggest moment in your life? Has it happened already? You don't even know it? Or is it bound to happen still? Because I think if you've revolved your whole life around baseball, right? Like this guy has. I think it's kind of safe to say, aside from his family or his kids, that's probably his biggest highlight. I mean, Camino, take away kids and your wedding day or some big personal accomplishment. When it comes to your career... I'll be the first to say this dude 
He's not making the playoffs when he's on the Rockies. He spent most of his career in Pittsburgh. Like, <laughs> right. It, it, like, listen, there's no World Series in this guy's future unless the Dodgers pick him up as like a backup catcher in and, like a year or so. And think of the stage. He's playing in front of the world. He's playing in front of the best of the best, right? This is the all-star game. So this guy hits the game-winning home run. He gets the MVP. It's kind of safe to say it's, it's hard to get better than that. Now, it could. It absolutely you're allowed, you're could. allowed to accept you're allowed to accept the idea like if like when Andy Ruiz knocked out Anthony Joshua I could have told you in that moment that's the highlight of his career he may win a few more boxing matches he may he may be a champion for a minute but you know deep down inside like yeah that was your moment well, the beauty of life is you never know but let me ask you then and I pose this question to Fox Sports Radio 877-99 on Fox do you think your best moment happened already and you don't even know it? Or do you think it's about to come? Oh, man. It is so difficult for most people to answer that, especially us, because we work at a career that, for all we know, our show blows up and we're doing all these different things. So I'd like to think our big moment hasn't happened yet. But I think a lot of people... You hit a certain point in life, and that's why you start living for your kids, too, because you're like, well, I'm going to, you know, I want to watch them do big things. Because for the most part, unless you become CEO or the big boss of your company, or, you know, maybe you buy that summer house that you've always wanted and you've saved up, and you, you got to think of those monumental moments. For, for the most part, a lot of them might be in the rear view. Well, think about it. Let us know. I like to think that it's still in the future and that's what keeps you going but it also makes you think about other people and their accomplishments like the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, documentary that's out right now on Netflix right here's a guy that could have said well winning Mr. Universe is probably going to be the highlight of my life Uh, you know what moving to America is the highlight of my life oh you know what winning Mr. Olympia probably the highlight of my life you know what being an actor in a successful franchise, multiple successful franchises, probably the highlight of my life. Being the governor, probably yeah, the exactly. highlight of my life. Exactly. But that's a I mean? unique individual. But, you know, oh, I yeah. Like but that's think, what makes him extra special because you really I'd can't like even think, pinpoint that. Kavino, that feeling that you describe, I think keeps the fire burning as corny as that sounds. But the idea that, yo, my best stuff still might be ahead of me, I, I feel like you know, Ramos, Danny G, back me up or not on this. The more you check things off your life checklist, like got married, check, have a kid, check, got a house, check. The more checks, you're almost like, oh, wow, am I completing this game of life? Like what, what's what's left? So you want to hope that there's personal and professional things in the future. Like Otherwise, your advice. You're like, your, your advice is leave some boxes unchecked. Because if all your boxes are checked, then it's like, <laughs> I'm just waiting around to die. Like, that, like, what does it become then, right? Well, when you die, I have this fantasy, not to get morbid. It's actually a fun thought. You get a DVD of all your highlights, right? And it's all your stats. You get a DVD. Oh, is yours on DVD because your best moments were in the 90s? <laughs> wait, wait, do you get, do you get a... <laughs> yes, yes. Do you get a bonus DVD with all the bloopers, too? Yeah, you get blooper reel. Right. That's on the extras of the DVD, got right? Yeah. So then you, you got your stats there, and you're like, ooh, let's see where I traveled the most. I went to Vegas 105 times in my lifetime. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and then you get your highlight reel, and then it, it narrows it down for you, for your greatest moment. And then you're excited to see. And in the, in the bonus features, you could also relive all of those sexual escapades that you kind of forgot about. Oh, so, yeah, you get so- this. The, and they give you a box. And it's called uh, your lost and found of all the things you lost along the way. 
So that that's my heaven. That's my fantasy. But it you know does make I hope you that, think, I hope, Rich. Uh, I hope when you're uh, 90, 100 years old and your days are done, Kavino, yeah. I, hope you, I hope that happens for you. Yeah, I'll, but, don't worry. I'll let you borrow my highlight DVD. It'll be fun. Um, but it does make you think about pinpointing <laughs> that moment because it's, it's a very rare moment or a very rare occasion when you could pinpoint the moment. And we may have saw it, and that was pretty much the only highlight for me I last know. night. It was a very whelming well, all-star I, you game. Know, I have another all-star game question, but, you know, spot, Danny G, Ramos, Dan Byer. Do you think that you do need to always have unchecked boxes to keep you motivated personally and professionally? And like I said, Ramos, like watching you have the joy of, you know, watching your son Lucas play baseball, like, a lot of it's going to be through your kids and, you know, you still have professional and personal goals of your own, but the idea of having all your boxes checked sounds crappy, no? It does at, at, at a younger age. I mean, to me, I consider myself at a younger age still. I mean, I'm in my yeah. early 50s, but that's still young in, in the days. If this was 1875, I'd be uh, you know, yeah. counting down you, the time here. You'd be a goner. But Ramos, <laughs> what about the idea? Like, like Ramos, you off the air, and you know, we talked about how Ramos was like, I want to be on TV one day. I did say, say we that, don't start, yes. We, what if we start simulcasting this show, and all of a sudden Ramos is on TV every day? Like Some of your cool moments are ahead, Ramos. That's they're, right. They're... I agree with you. That's yeah. how I look at it. Yep. I, I look at it the same way. And if, you know, if there's any inspiration to come of this discussion, it's that. But like I said, it's, it's unique to witness someone else's. Again, if you ask him, he may disagree. And he would probably say, no, it's his kids or something else or, or playing baseball in this country. I don't know what it is for him. But, yeah. dude, that was a big home run for a dude that really didn't have that that many moments on a big by, stage in his career. By the way, that is one of the most asked questions because they asked Greg Kim- Kimball the same question at the end of the game that was like, is this one of your most, is this one of your most, your best moments in your career? Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, well, yeah, I mean, it is, but there's other things too. So it's like the most standard question to ask any sports figures. Well, like, is this the it's, moment It's of funny your you say life? that, Ramos, because we're going to probably get to that later with oh. A-Rod and Jeter. But you know what? I have two thoughts based on what you guys just said. Um, I saw a clip, and he was not trying to diss his pal, but I saw an interview with Mookie Betts, and he was hanging with Mike Trout. And he was giving Mike Trout all the props, like, yo, you're Mike Trout. Like, yo, you're one bad man. Like, you, you, you're the best in the game right now. But when we played at the World Baseball Classic, he tells the group of people they're with, like, yo, Trout comes up to him, and he's like, is this what the playoffs feel like? And everyone chuckled, but he's like, yo, no, no, Mike, I'm not trying to diss you. I take it for granted, like Mookie Betts took for granted that between Boston and the Dodgers, the playoffs are part of his, Yeah, I'll be honest, like his his expectation where Mike Trout, while he's the best in the game, arguably over the last decade or so, doesn't know what the playoffs are oh, like. Not only that, doesn't know how he will perform on the big stage. That's a big part of being a professional athlete and, and anyone in life for that matter, but like that was Don Mattingly's thing. He didn't want to retire until he knew in his heart how he would step up in those big moments. And when he did in 95, there was something uh, that put him at peace. And he was like, you know what? I feel comfortable retiring because I know when I had that playoff opportunity, I stepped up and I played big. And that's also why they're saying Otani deserves it just for the, you know the human side of things. He deserves it for himself to experience – his true greatest, and he'll never know that, and Mike Trout might not ever know that because they've only played meaningless games for the most part. Um, Two other thoughts about last night's All-Star game. Did you see how much like the World Baseball Classic where we got 
Otani pitching to Trout, and it was like, oh, storybook. Last night, I, I know it resulted in a walk, but did you guys all feel that coming? Then it happened where Julio Rodriguez had the had the opportunity. He got up to the box, batter's box, with tying run on base. He was the winning run. He could have hit a walk off. I know you're asking for you know a lot there, but the stage was set, which I thought was pretty cool. And I, I do think while the National League won, I have to ask you this. Let me flip it. You're talking about I'm the talking about of like victory. defining moments. You know what I mean? Like No, but you're talking about the thrill of victory, Camille, yes, right? Yes. I want to talk about the agony of defeat. Felix Bautista. I looked up this guy's stats. His whip whip is under one point nine three. His ERA 1.07. He has 23 saves, 84 strikeouts. This guy has been as automatic as possible for the Baltimore Orioles. He is a star. He gives up the game-winning home run in the All-Star game. Does that shake him at all, or is he back to work in the second half? And he's like, yeah, whatever, it happens. Like, does that does that throw him off even a little? Look, you're asking a bunch of dudes who never played professional sports. To me, if you're playing in the All-Star game in the major leagues, yeah, that's going to rattle you a little bit. But oh, I thought him, you were going to say the opposite. No. I thought you were going to say if you're an All-Star, you just get back on the field and you're, you know. Yeah, but again, for them, it might be more fun than serious as I would take it. Danny G, what do you think about that? Does that rattle him? Is he upset? There's no way. They're so. I look at it this way, okay? They're so competitive. How could they not be upset by that? Yeah, it's like when we have a show where we're like, ah, we didn't bring it the way we normally do. Now, I'm not bragging, but it doesn't happen a lot because we have a lot of energy we bring yeah. every day. And we're usually at the end of the show, and Ramos, you could back me up, guys usually come in and they're like, that was fun. We had a lot of laughs. That was a good show. But there'll be like maybe one show, what, every two months, you'd say, Covino, where yeah. just something didn't go right or there was yeah. some little kink. And probably we notice it way more than the listeners do. Five was off a little bit. Right, right. And but the but point we is think we... about it, and it does bother us until the next day, the next show. Yeah, so yeah. I think it has to rattle them, even though he's a great player. Danny, he's that's a competitor. A great point. Felix Bautista gets out on the mound, first save opportunity for the Orioles after the break later this week. And if he's lights out, I think he puts it in the rear view. Yep. But what if he gets a little rattled? Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, it could be the start of something. I do think there's something to say about the fact that these a lot of these closers come into a game not in a closing situation. Like, he's a closer. That's what he does for the Orioles. He came in in the seventh, right? Was it the seventh inning? Uh, eighth? The whole I think run was in the eighth. Okay. Yeah, so the eighth, yeah. My but point still, is that yeah. that's, that's, like a, that's like a setup role for a lot of – he's not a setup role pitcher. He's a closer. It's just a different mentality when you come in, you know, and that could have been – because he, he didn't pitch very well, to be honest with you. He yeah. threw a lot of balls, and I, I wasn't shocked he gave up a home run. It wasn't his normal – guy's 6'8". He's humongous. And he's a great Beast. closer, but he didn't have it last night. And I think it may have been because he's not used to coming into that position of the eighth inning like a setup guy. Well, Rich does bring up another interesting point. It's like that's the risk you take of playing this game. Yes. Right? It could be the start. It could be a mental thing, right? And the start of something that affects him with the Orioles moving forward. As a Yankees fan, I'm okay with that. But, yeah. you know, and, something and way, that there, happens there... in, a, in a meaningless game or a meaningless tournament could affect – your swing, your team, your mentality, your your mindset, your your at bats moving forward. Like the classic story is Bobby Abreu back in the day. It was more of a a physical thing, a technical thing, but he participated in the home run derby, which is meaningless and fun. I mean, it's a bit of a bragging, right? Not to take away from it. Vlad Guerrero Jr. had a great turnout, great performance, but 
he tweaked his swing and it never recovered from that. I don't think he's the only one, too, right? I, yeah. I think Dan knows this. There's a couple. Was Cody Ballinger may have been one, too, that uh, they go out there and swing for home runs, and then they come back into the season, and they're, yeah. they're not, not to off. Name a, not to name a New York Met, but David Wright, uh, okay. the second half of the year. He, he came into the All-Star break one year with double-digit home runs. And sputtered the rest of the year, like just lost his, uh, just lost his swing or something. And he did say adjusting his swing for the home run derby may have affected that. Now, by the way, talk about indicative of the season. Pete Alonso striking out twice was that? Did that sum up the Mets season so far in a nutshell? <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing, you know, because you're rooting for your your guy, you're rooting for your I'm squad like, on, when they're Pete, out there. Come on, polar bear! No, it strikes out twice. So the game was was a little whelming, as we say, not not underwhelming, not overwhelming, just whelmed watching it. it. Well- but again, it got a little exciting at the end, and it's rare that you could see someone's defining moment like that, the biggest moment in their life, Elias Diaz. Like another one, defining, no matter how you slice it or dice it, when Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson, I don't care what else he did. That was his moment. That's what he's known for the rest of his life. That's the highlight. That's the one. It's like your boy uh, Mookie Wilson. That's the highlight, dude. That's the moment. You lived it. We all saw it. So we did see one when on a big OJ Simpson when OJ Simpson won the Heisman. Oh wait, hold my beer. Um, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, you didn't know so, it was in store. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, but hey, listen. Hopefully, you enjoyed the All Star Game. We're going to talk some football today. There's a couple funny stories in the world of football. Lincoln Riley. Uh, maybe you don't want to go over his house for a cookout or barbecue. There's a whole hilarious roasting the coach of USC going on social media. So we'll talk a little college football, a little NFL. The Jets in the news, Aaron Rodgers, we'll get to that. But coming up next, Cavino, I want to talk about two guys that are perceived so different by not only Yankees fans, but the public. A-Rod and Derek Jeter. And you could say their answer to the same question just sort of indicates maybe how they think about baseball. Okay, we'll get into that next. And remember, Spotty's mid-week Major. We got more Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports did say, Radio. Did you say spot? I did. Weak. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. no, the, oh, the yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. yeah. He is kind of weak, but we get to uh, him next. It's Cavino uh, and Rich. Your microphone. Right, well, Mid. <laughs> what the tr- when was the last time you looked at your tires, Cavino? Uh, I marvel at them all the time. Mine are nice and glistening. Armor all looking pretty sweet. Well, hey. They could be worn out. If they are, the way to find out, grab a quarter. Stick it in the tread. If you could see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Head over to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You get the free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation available in many areas. They bring the tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's ultra convenient. So go to TireRack.com slash sports. See their Goodyear test results and special offers. TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are Cavino and Rich. Live from Los Angeles, live from the Tyrac.com studios. Rich is in New York City. We're brought you know to what? you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Sorry. You okay? Yeah, I hit my head on the mic. Not sure what happened there. 
Won't happen again. Uh, by the way, minute I got to the York, immediate pizza. Just had to. Oh, immediate yeah, nice. pizza. Nice. Immediate. So, uh, hey, welcome to CNR on FSR. Anything you ever need, you can always hit us up at Covino and Rich. Talking about the biggest moments in your life, defining moments. And we saw it last night at the All-Star Game again. Elias Diaz, your MVP. He only had, or he only has, I mean, 51 more career home runs than I got. But one big one in the All-Star game, stepping up, rising to the occasion. And Rich and I had like, we were like, is this a Mandela effect or what? We couldn't think of any other Colorado Rockies catchers. (laughs) We were like, we were stumped. Can anyone think of one like right off the top of their head right now? I thought of Hundley, and that's it. I was like, who else? And I follow baseball pretty closely. I'm like, they haven't right. really had a legit Because he's like, the first regular... all-star. The first yeah. Colorado Rockies all-star. That was the story. And the first Colorado Rockies MVP in the all-star game. But then we started thinking of other catchers. And I'm like, I can't think of any. I was like, was Charlie Hayes there for a minute? I don't even Chris know. Like, Chris Ionetta. Chris Ionetta. Yeah. That's he, right. Okay. Uh, Byer, he used to date the Dodgers uh, beat reporter. What's her name? I can't think of her name. Alana Rizzo. Rizzo. Yeah, there you go. Now, Rizzo. keep in mind, though. You oh, know, I got, they, they got married. You're you right. You guys, and, and we, for the most part, have worked in sports for a while. People in their car right now are probably like, yeah, I can't think of, after Ionetta, Hunley, and I can't think of anybody. So yeah, he's the guy. You know, then again, Kavino, they have no history. They came around in the 90s. Yeah, so we're talking about a long time now, man. You know, if you if you name another team, you could always maybe name some like old timer from your parents or grandpappy's days, but... You know, if the Rockies, Marlins, Rays, you know, one of the but it makes newer sense. He's the teams. first, first All Star catcher for the Colorado Rockies. Anyway, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Hope you enjoyed the game last night. I'm Steve Cavino. That is Rich Davis. And now, Rich, I know you're really intrigued by this A Rod Jeter story. I am, and you know what? I I want to play the clips. Then we'll go to Dan Byer's update to give you a minute to think about it, and we'll get some updates with Dan. And then we'll take your feedback at 877-99 on Fox. One last baseball story for today. I saw this on social media, and I, God, I rolled my eyes as far back in my head as I possibly could, Cavino, based on your, your boy, Derek Jeter. Because they were doing an interview. Let me, let me give props where props are due. I think it was on Barstool and MLB Network. Yeah, it, it was It was through both because someone put a little compilation together, Barstool and MLB Network. When asked, what is the greatest moment and greatest season? What's the greatest season of your career? A-Rod and Jeter answer so differently. We'll start with A-Rod. So they asked A-Rod, best season. Here's what A-Rod had to say. The minute I got home that offseason in 06, mm-hmm. I went to work. I built a batting cage here in Coral Gables. And I just, I just became a madman about my work, and I wanted to just clean up my game. 07, I hit, I think, 15 home runs in April, and it was a wrap. <laughs> I, won the MV- I won the MVP in April. And that was, 07 was, I think, by far my best year. But I was, I was playing mad with a chip on my shoulder, and I wanted to f- kick ass and take names. Yeah, so A-Rod, he answered the question, what was, the, what was your best season? 07, I kicked ass and took names. I trained harder than I had ever trained before in the offseason. I was a madman. You heard him. He he pretty much answered the question. He was like Don that Draper, was, man. Listen, he was, he was like Don that Draper. much of a madman. <laughs> he was like Don Draper on steroids. 
<laughs> so, you know, Ramos, that, that seems to me, do we all agree that's like, wow, nice answer. A-Rod answered the question. He trained harder than ever. Like, he knows the answer. Here's Jeter's answer to your best season. What was your best year? Man, 96, 98, 99, 2000, and 2009, man. That's it. I'm telling you, man. You say, come on, man. That's, that's my best years. Personal statistics and accolades are great. Look, anyone will tell you that. But you play to win. You know, they remember you if you win, especially Yankee fans. Stop it. We get it. You're the captain. You're the greatest guy in the world. You even give women you bang gift baskets. Stop wow. it. So, so the, Stop it. The sentiment is that's the difference between a selfish player and an unselfish player. But why is it so hard for you to believe that people actually <sighs> live by the words they speak and that's his no, mantra? He no, because always the, said that, yo, there's no, team, there's no name on the back because they play for the name on the front. That was how Jeter played the game. No, and if you play a God. game to win and they won, during those years, why is it hard to believe that those are his yeah, best By the way, years? hold on. As we go to Dan Byer for an update, am I the only one that, while I get the sentiment, like, that's selfish versus team play, am I the only one that hears Jeter and I'm like, oh, what a freaking nerd. And I hear A-Rod and I'm like, oh, that's a, he answered the question. Sometimes uh, the right answer isn't always the coolest answer. And, and you could also argue that maybe he didn't even answer the question properly. But I don't hate him the way you hate him for saying, hey, man, the years we won were my best years. What a nerd. All right. Well, hey, we open it up to everybody. 877-99 on Fox. <laughs> What's up? Dan Byers got an it, update. Hey, Dan. It's such the opposite, two guys, of the NBA where we are now judging guys on the rings where of yeah. someone who maybe wouldn't be – Let's just take James Harden, for example. Like He would have numbers. You could say, what was your best year? And he would say, oh, when I averaged 33 points. But if you asked Giannis, it would have to be, well, the year they won the title. Like it's almost, yeah. it, it feels like it's a little reversed in baseball where, I don't know if it's because numbers are revered so much, but I think that would be the conversation. I know you're sick of Jeter, but... Maybe it does mean more to Jeter. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he is that guy. So, I mean, I did call him a nerd. But Jeter is known as a winner, a great team yeah, you player. You said your eyes rolled into the back of your but head. But he can't – no, but I'm saying he can't even answer a question without uh, being like, yeah, but it's all about the team. How did Jeter get music and A-Rod didn't? Because he's glorious, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> the harps just See? start to play yeah. when he talks. Yeah, I noticed that's that. Part, <laughs> and that's part of the eye roll. Well, that's know, part of the were, eye roll. They were asked the same question in two separate interviews, that's why. Why okay. it's being compared, but <laughs> it, it was funny to hear. Oh, man. The Yankees, by the way, are uh, going to look good in their uh, new uniforms that include a sponsorship patch on the left sleeve. Star Insurance being the new patch on the Yankee sleeve. Darren Ravel of the Action Network says it will bring in about $25 million a year for the Yankees. That's so. not the first time they had new uniforms, right, Spot? Didn't they have cotton uniforms back in the Seinfeld days? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. George, right? Yeah. Cotton. They breathe so much better. Man, did you guys hear Danny Tartable gave someone the finger? It was crazy. (laughs) No, no. He was was just in a cast. (laughs) At Wimbledon, Daniil Medvedev on to the semifinals. He ended the great run by American Christopher Eubanks. Eubanks was up 2-1, but Medvedev ended up winning the final two sets to advance to face top seed Carlos Alcaraz in a semifinal that will take place on Friday. Alana Rubikina, the defending champion from Ukraine, lost today in three sets. The Jets going to be on hard knocks. Buccaneers 
officially released their throwback creamsicle jerseys. They'll wear them against the Lions on October 15th. Those officially revealed today. And guys, 60 coaches, contributors, and former players have been released for induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The players are senior semifinalists for balloting. Roger Craig, Rich Davis, one of the names oh. that could uh, that is up for possible enshrinement. Mike Shanahan, Mike Holmgren, Robert Kraft, Sterling Sharp, just some of the names. Tom Coughlin, former Giants and Jaguars head coach, also up Man. for possible induction. You know, Dan, uh, I've not just because I'm a Niners homer, but I do think Roger Craig doesn't get enough credit as being one of those first running backs that did so much out of the backfield as also, uh, you know, receiving and catching those screen passes. And, you know, I know it was the Bill Walsh offense, but Roger Craig, that, he was the first guy to really Some be a Some people just don't threat. get it, Rich. I don't know. Maybe they don't campaign the right way. Uh, he's one of those guys. And we talked to one of those guys this weekend, Dominique Wilkins. You know, some guys just don't get the credit they deserve. For me, as a fight fan, Joel Calzaghe. That dude was an undefeated beast. No one even mentions his name. Some people just underrated. I played along with uh, Dan Byers' update. The creamsicle jerseys, they look good. They're going to look fresh. Everyone loves that. And, uh, Kavino, the first thing that comes up when you search Yankees patch Mm -hmm. is a multitude of articles saying, the pinstripes are ruined. How do, you, how do you feel about it? Because you're that you're that eye rolling Yankees fan that says, "Oh, we don't have a sponsorship on our stadium. We got the same jersey." For I'm the not last that eye rolling Yankees fan. I'm okay with it. Whatever. I mean, innovate or die. They got to make their money. They're doing their thing. They they. I'm not offended they by it. Won't put their own names on the jersey. I mean, that's but, the tradition. But they're putting somebody else's name on the that's jersey. Fine. I don't care. I'm not losing Weak. sleep over it. It's an, it's an insurance company. I get it. I, I wish it was. Was like butt cream or something though. Planners peanuts. Yeah. Like peanut yeah. Man. Butt cream. Hey, as long as I don't have to buy the jersey and, and rock the patches that they're rocking, you know. But we are talking former Yankees right now on the Cavino and Rich show. And we're gonna get into midweek major and other fun stuff. But again, it's between A Rod and Jeter, I, I call them colleagues nowadays. Kind of sort of, you know, my colleagues yeah. uh doing a great job on television. They answer the same question very differently. They asked, well, what was your best year? And Jeter answers, well, the years we won, 96. 96, 98, 99, 2000, and 2009. (laughs) A-Rod gives his personal best 2007, I believe it was. And he talked about how he just dominated. He was in the zone. And look, man, that's what makes Derek Jeter Derek Jeter. I'm the first to tell you that if someone asked me, I would probably give you my personal stats, like A-Rod did, doesn't make you a bad guy, uh, but it does make you more self-centered and selfish, and that's sort of how I am. I'll be the first to tell you that. It's not a good quality. So you're saying we all need to be a little more like yeah, the captain? Yeah, I, I don't assume everybody's like me. There's people like Derek. All right, well, your feedback, 877-99 on Fox or at COVID on Rich. And coming up, I do want to talk about Lincoln Riley. And his weak-ass cooking abilities. (laughs) This guy's getting roasted on social media. We'll explain. USC's head coach. uh, Keep this guy away from the grill. We got more CNR next on FSR. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. CNR on FSR, broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. It's an honor to be part of the premier sports lineup in the nation. Stop reading that off the wall. It says it right there. Why, Memorize why it. shouldn't I read it? <laughs> I also want to thank all the affiliates for putting up, I mean, hanging out with us every day. Thank you, affiliates. And thank you, Larry. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> and thank you for subscribing to our podcast for free. And Great if you leave a review, yeah, curb your enthusiasm reference. If thank you, you, Larry. Leave a review. You qualify for a bribery ball. So thank you. Tell your friends about Cavino and Rich. Now, do you want to play the Jeter A-Rod thing one last time just to hear the difference in how these two guys answered the same exact question? You know what's interesting about it, though, is the whole world hears this and everyone's saying that's what makes Jeter great. You're the only guy saying this is why I hate Jeter. No, this is why I roll my eyes at his like, oh, God, I get it. You're perfect. You're the captain. I understand. Oh, can I get That's a gift basket? That's what makes him special, man. He's a special dude. He really was. I watched his whole career from start to finish. The dude said everything right, but he also walked the talk and rose to the occasion. That's who he is. That's what makes him awesome. Oh, fine. One more time for the people in the cheap seats. They were asked... What is your best season ever in baseball? And here's what A-Rod said. 
The minute I got home that offseason in 06, mm -hmm. I went to work. I built a batting cage here in Coral Gables, and I just I just became a madman about my work, and I wanted to just clean up my game. 07, I hit, I think, 15 home runs in April, and it was a wrap. <laughs> I, won the MV, I won the MVP in April, and that was, 07 was, I think, by far my best year, but I was, I was playing mad with a chip on my shoulder, and I wanted to kick ass and take names. That dude was like Roger Sterling in the batter's box, man. Madman. Madman. There you um, go. Dude, I looked up his numbers, though. He's not lying. 2007, I remember, but we took him for granted. I'm a Yankees fan. He hit 54 bombs and had 156 RBI, batted 314, had the MVP. Like, that's monster numbers. I think the year he dated J-Lo was his best year. That was a good year. <laughs> that was a good year too, Spot. I can't lie. That's not a bad one. Um, now, here's how Jeter answered the same question. What was your best year? Man, 96, 98, 99, 2000, and 2009, man. That's it. I'm telling you, man. You say, come on, man. That's, that's my best years. Personal statistics and accolades are great. Look, anyone will tell you that. But you play to win. You know, they remember you if you win. Especially Yankee fans. Ask me, Rich, I, my best year. Yeah, ask me. I, by the way, I even love that they have the corny Jeter music. Like, my best year? What was your best year, Because it's from his documentary or whatever. My best year? 2007. I was slaying it. That's a very selfish answer, but it's the truth. I was slaying it. At work, professionally, personally. In the funk shop, everywhere. Slayed it. 2007. Funk shop. Yeah, Camino got the most booty and he got the biggest raise in 07. Congratulations. <laughs> there you go. Well, well it's done. a good well year. Done. Is that selfish? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. Whatever. Why I'm not, you know why? Because I'm okay saying I'm not as great as Derek Jeter, but I strive to be. Hey, we already established. Maybe I haven't gotten to my greatest moment in life yet. You know what this makes me think of a little bit? And I feel like this was fairly recent, maybe within the last six months, when Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Legendary actor was asked what his favorite movies are. And he doesn't list the blockbusters you would think. Like, he's not saying, he's not saying uh, a Forrest Gump or Apollo 13 or any, you know. The, yeah. the you say Bachelor Party? Felt like Bachelor. he was trolling us almost. Ba right. Yeah. <laughs> he, would he named the ones where he had the best experience. Uh, or, wrote to perdition. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or like he worked with like uh, favorite actors or, or learned Joe something versus new. versus the volcano. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great movie. Don't, don't you knock Joe versus the volcano. Uh, Turner uh, and who trauma? So it's, you know, it, it became a personal thing, not about the numbers or and the they, records or that kind of. They interpreted the question differently. Sure. You can't be too hard on the yeah, A-Rod. Sure. No, I, I agree. But you know what? No, what Jeter could have answered, Kavino. He could have said, you know, when I had 290 19 hits and batted 349 in 1999, a year he won the World Series. Yes. Or he could say, you know, 10 years later, I batted 334, I hit 18 home runs, and the Yankees won the World Series, and that was the last time I won it. He could have had, like, a, I don't know, a normal no. answer instead of just being Every so Every time cheater. he won the World Series. The World Series? You played a win. <laughs> played it's a memorable. Win. Yeah, he played a win. My but, favorite uh, cheater year uh, was probably 2013 when he batted 190. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, clearly, you hate on the guy. Um, so, again, it's about selfish and unselfish people. What year did he have that lame cameo in anger management? That was bad. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was his 90, worst. 97? That was, yeah, his that, worst was that was all. Goose Fraba, Rocket. Goose Fraba. He was, had one line, and it sounded terrible. Low but. point in his career. Hey, watch what you say, man, because when we're on TV with the guy, I'm going to tell him what you said. You can. I'll, I'll, I'll hit up Kevin Burkhart and say that, uh, hey, love you, KB. Tell uh, Big Poppy. 
Tell A-Rod I said what's up. Tell Jeter. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wanted to change uh, change gears here for a second. Spot, I think you'll get a kick out of this because you are a foodie. I know we have a – you know, let's be honest. What goes hand in hand? We always talk about Danny G, the music culture in sports, right? We talk about music, sneakers, like style, music. That goes together with sports, correct? Yes, absolutely. I feel like something else that goes hand in hand with sports is cooking, grilling, tailgating, Guy Fieri doing all these big events. Like cooking true. and sports. Part of the experience. Have, snacks. Yeah, it's part, it, it, wings. Yeah, snacks and wings and oh, concessions and oh, this stadium has this new nachos. Oh, it's oh, very Danny much G. hand in hand. You're right. Danny J, I feel like every time you and I have watched a game together, we've had loaded tots. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a there's a really hilarious thing going on social media right now, and it has to do with Lincoln Riley, head coach of USC, West Coast favorite, Colin Cowherd's best buddy, and people are roasting him for how weak his cooking looks. Take a look for yourself. Go on social media now, and we'll talk about it next right here on Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio. And by the way, hit us up with your thoughts at Covino and Rich. We got more next. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.